Got a pocket full of condoms Out of the systems yeah. Got drugs on the island I'm counting in the kitchen Feel like I see better When I really can see Shawty, hungrier than ever But I still can't eat Little veggies pull me up Drugs on my rider I smoke too much Can't go much higher Guess that depends Drunk gas on fire Over, over again Don't turn me up I can't go quiet on Torias I'm big with the vibe Can't open up But I can't go higher Over, over again yeah. Sleep well Let me get my rest You know I never can Replaying all in my head Over, over Gambler details I'd rather spare You know I got no room left in my big, my big old head He's back Oh yeah, he's back After the, uh, the week hiatus there I'm back in the saddle, ready to rock My apologies to all those, uh who really missed out on last week. Wow, I'm sure everybody was just super, super pumped and excited waiting for that new episode to drop. And I uh, just left you hanging. A little cliffhanger. To be honest, I was sick. And we'll get there. Don't worry. I'll feed you baby birds. We will get there. I, uh, a lot to, lot to digest this week. A lot to get through. We're basically condensing the last two weeks into 30 minutes. I say that every time. I'm going to keep it to 30 minutes. Here we go. We're going to dive right in. Um, where do I want to start? I got so many notes I can uh, I can, I can can roll through. I won't even talk about my Air Force trips because they're meh, They're lame. They're lame. We, we just drop people off to where they need to go. A bunch of medical people. They're good. I think, I think they all survived. Uh, we got them to where they needed to be. Everybody was probably grumpy because they're on the plane for like 13 hours. I will say this. We had 20-some-odd patients that we moved on, uh, was it Friday, Saturday, last week or something like that, from the East Coast all throughout the uh, you know northern part of the East Coast and like the D.C. area, which is like Central East Coast, let's be honest, and then moved them south and then worked our way towards the Midwest region of the country, a.k.a. Kansas, why would you? And then went straight south to San Antonio, and it ended up being uh, probably a 15, 16-hour day. Oh, it was a rough one. The flying wasn't too bad. Just a long time for uh, old bare bones here to sit in the old saddle. Those chairs are so uncomfortable in our plane. You guys think we're riding in luxury? Not a chance. Those things are awful. But anyway, um, of like the 20-some-odd patients we moved, about 18 of them seemed to go to San Antonio, which was the last stop. So they got to ride on board with us for all 13 hours, and I guarantee I had a more comfortable seat than what they had in the back. They had a net. They could sit in a red net. So I apologize to anybody who has to fly C-130 Airlines. It's uh, It can be miserable. But, uh, you know, that's your fault for getting tagged on it. What can I say? I didn't. I didn't choose you. Let's see. Uh, Super Bowl. Let's start there. Everyone's already starting to move past the Super Bowl, right? It's been two weeks. That's old news. Yeah. Well, suck it up. I had. Who did I pick? It was a 33-27 score prediction, and I had the Bengals. 
So I was close. Not only did I not get the team correct, who actually won. Who who did win? It was the Bengals, and uh, that's how... Dude, it, it was like two weeks ago, and it feels like two months ago already. The Bengals, and uh, I know people are probably yelling at the thing. Holy smokes. The Rams. Jesus. They played the Rams. I swear I'm losing brain cells by the day. Maybe the hour. Yikes. Sean McVay and the Rams. I didn't think he had it in him. I'll be honest. I'm glad Stafford got it. You know, Matt, uh, what do they call him? Frat Stafford. They kept on posting that picture of him back in college looking like a, like he was fratastic. Yeah, he, he deserves the Super Bowl after anyone who deals with the, the Detroit Lions for over a decade and has to be their quarterback, they should automatically be given a Super Bowl ring. Just that should be the participation trophy of the NFL. You get a ring. Call on Oprah. But uh, congratulations to Stafford. Joe Burrow, Mr. Cool, went still went out on top. He may have lost, but he didn't go out like a loser. He played through the, uh, what they're saying he had a sprained MCL. And, uh, they, shoot, they were pretty close to making that comeback. Could you imagine if he would have led them down the field? And for those who saw, Jamar Chase, had he had time, Jamar Chase broke open from shit-talking Jalen Ramsey. Oh, that would have been epic. I can't stand in the NFL watching defensive players constantly run their mouth for being average. Jalen Ramsey is average. The only reason that he gets this, he gets put on this, uh, you know, this pedestal is because he uh, he's notorious for running his mouth. And he wants the best guy. He didn't do that great. Look at the stats. Speaks for themselves. The stats will speak for themselves. He did his job okay, right? He got burnt a couple times. The most, the most ironic, and probably uh, what's the right word? Ah, kid, I'm drawing blanks today. Uh, look at that. It's a couple minutes in, already drawing blanks. Basically, when T. Higgins grabbed him by the face mask, oh, karma. That's what I'm thinking of. Jesus. Yeah, the most karma play of the entire NFL season was Jalen Ramsey getting his. His face mask grabbed and pulled so that he couldn't play defense. T. Higgins goes up, snatches it. Ramsey looks like he just gets beat. The only the only way you're going to catch that is if uh, if you saw it on replay. If you watch it live, it doesn't look like he got his face mask, uh, face mask pulled at all. So what can I say? I love it. I can't stand when defensive backs run their mouth. Same with Really, it goes for any position. You lay a uh, a solid fucking hit on somebody. You hit stick them Madden style, like a linebacker who comes up the gut. Uh, remember Jadavion Clowney back when he was good, and he played at South Carolina, and he busted up the gut and just laid the Michigan running back out. If you're a football fan, especially college football playing, you know what you know what play I'm talking about. That's a time that sure, as the young kids say, you can flex. That is a perfect time to flex and run your mouth and, uh, you know, get your team hyped up. But to just play defense, the thing is about when when cornerbacks, back in the day, if you grabbed them, 
that was called pass interference. Now you're expected to grab the wide receiver, and it, they have to somehow get out of your uh, your defensive hold. And I don't know at, at what point it becomes holding. Every single plate, though, they're grabbing jersey. They're getting handsy. So t- put me in, coach. If that's all you got to do, I'll just grab them enough that they, uh, that they can't blow by me. Why not? We'll keep it moving, though. Uh, I, I really, really hope, and I, I'm confident in this pick, Joe Burrow comes back next year, has another outstanding season, and the Bengals make the AFC championship game. I'm not going to say Super Bowl. I'm not that bold. But uh, I think they got a lot of good things moving in Cincinnati. If they can just get an offensive line and a defense. They got a young running game. Joe Burrow, obviously, just the leader of that team. Pretty solid defense that they've built, right? They got some good young wide receivers on the outside. Yeah, just sure up the offensive line. The most sacked QB in the NFL made it to the Super Bowl. That's, I think that was the first time ever. But it was. It was a good game. You love to see it. You hate when the NFL, uh, the whole season, you it, it builds up to that Super Bowl, and if it's a blowout, it's not a good look, right? Maybe it's rigged, but we did see a good game. Can't complain. I lost 50 bucks on the on a Super Bowl bet. I chose the Bengals. I pulled a Jalen Ramsey. I was talking shit myself, and uh, karma smacked me in the face. I almost... When the Bengals were winning with a, with a few minutes left, I almost texted my buddy who I, I made the bet with talking shit. I was like, ah, it's too soon. Too soon. Sure up the dub, and then we run our mouth for the next week. You know? Because then he's got nothing to defend. Of course, sure enough, Stafford led that drive down the field. And you can debate the pass interference calls. Hell of a drive late in the game. Right, they had to make plays, and they did, and it cost me. It cost me dearly. We'll talk Super Bowls, or not, not Super Bowls, the commercials. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, it's been two weeks. I don't remember any of the commercials except for one, and that was the the one with I think it was a Coinbase commercial, which was genius. It was a genius commercial. I think they had the QR code. Hopefully nobody actually scanned the QR code. You probably got a virus to your phone. But that little block just kept on bouncing around the TV, right? Just ingenious move for a commercial. So simplistic. It's attention grabbing. And everyone knew what was coming. Everyone knew that that, uh, that, that cube was going to keep bouncing around until it perfectly hit the corner. And, I mean, everybody was just locked in. It got close a couple times, but you could tell. You can tell when it's getting close, but not quite. And then you start you start looking like two or three moves ahead, right? You're like, it's going to bounce here, here, here. Yep, it's all right, here we go, here we go. And then you're off by, like, inches, not even close. And I think all they did was they had the QR code, and then right at the end, it just said Coinbase. I, I don't know how... How has nobody thought of that? It was because I think of the uh, the Office episode. It's one of the first. Uh, it's one of the intros. It lasts like at least thirty seconds. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, 
Michael is giving some ridiculous speech on some ideas that he's come up with. And everybody from the you know the rest of the office is standing there watching this cube as the the screen has gone into its screensaver mode and they're just waiting for it to perfectly hit in the corner and finally when it does they all cheer and he thinks that they're cheering his idea that's what it brought me back to but for those who had never seen that I'm sure they were thrilled and also trying to figure out what was going on just an ingenious commercial by Coinbase I I mean how much did they pay for that Probably $5 million because that thing lasted at least at least 30 seconds, potentially a minute. That ain't cheap. The amount of money, they probably used a bunch of Bitcoin to pay for it. I'm sure they uh, they paid a hefty, hefty price for that commercial, but well worth it. Hey, because I remember it two weeks, uh, two weeks later, and I actually jotted some. I tried to take notes on some of the commercials, but that's how bad they were that none of them stood out to me. There was a few that were just fucking stupid. I I really want to know who approves the commercials. Like, if you are in the marketing department at your company and you see the commercial and you give like, some of them, if you gave a thumbs up to them, get fired. What are you doing? You have no place... At your company, if you're going to let that shit air. Especially during the Super Bowl. The other one I remember was the rocket mortgage with the, the dollhouse and the little kids. And Just, come on, let's talk about some real stuff in the market. Interest rates. Inflation. Home values are skyrocketing. They're going to plummet here. Who knows when? I'm sure they will at some point, right? You can't just trend up to the moon forever like Elon Musk. I don't know, I just, I hated that commercial. They tried to simplify it down to dolls and Barbies and little Ken dolls and kids. It's not that simple. If it was that simple, go teach it to the elementary school. They don't even teach us that stuff in middle school or high school. And now all of a sudden you got little, dude, leave the kids out of it. Just leave the kids out of it. Why you got to put them in a rocket mortgage commercial? That was ridiculous. Oh, uh, let's see. Frontier and Spirit plan to merge. So the shitty get shittier. Why Why would those companies ever think that that's a good idea? I saw it when I saw the news that Frontier and Spirit were planning to merge. I think it's going to happen in, I think, this year. This fall? Question mark? Maybe early uh, 2023. Why? Who with those companies... Was like, you know what? Who, you know who we should really, really merge with? Frontier. You know, all right? We'll say we're with Frontier. We already offer terrible prices for the quality of service that you're gonna get. We're cheap as shit because we're gonna give you shit service. You're gonna have no leg room. You're gonna step on our plane and instantly, <laughs> sorry, instantly regret buying this ticket. We're going to charge you for every little piece of baggage that you you bring on this plane. They charge like $25 for a carry-on. So after you buy your ticket, by the time you pay your baggage fees, if you're not flying military, knock on wood, I get to do that, then uh, you really got no incentive. 
just pay for the American or Southwest Delta, whatever your uh, your brand of choice is. But if you're with Frontier, you're just thinking like, man, how could we really expand our business? Why don't we merge with another company who's potentially even shittier than we are? That'll really bring us out of the sewer. I don't know how much uh, how much terrible could those companies get. I'm sure they make millions. I mean, people just want to fly for free, essentially, right? As ch- as dirt cheap as possible. I'll only fly those those companies if it's uh basically a nonstop flight, and obviously if it's much much cheaper than the other companies, because by the time that you you know that those companies are more than likely, they usually face serious delays. They don't have as many airline uh, airliners that are going to be flying that day to as many hubs. So if you run into delays or you have a connecting flight and it's not nonstop, you just you're asking for problems. And then their customer service is subpar. So let's combine them. Let's combine them and see what happens. Let's make. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. What would they name themselves? Huh. I'll have to think about that over the next week. Frontier and Spirit merge. It wouldn't be I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the the first letter of Frontier and put it on Spirit so it's fear it or Yeah, I'm not how do you say Frontier with a with an S? I'm not gonna do one of those. I'll think of a really good name. That'll be on my to-do list. What else? Moving right down the list. We're at 18 minutes. Fuck, I gotta go faster. Go fast, go fast. Ricky Bobby. Uh, I read... So I, I subscribed to this thing in the morning called Morning Brew, and basically it has a little poop emoji. I, That's not true. It has a coffee emoji. That's what it is. It just had a bunch of shit emojis, poop emojis recently because... uh. I guess Charmin did something on 2-22-22, which was today. Oh, I didn't say that at the beginning. It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. Yes, I was supposed to do this Sunday like normal. I didn't show up. I missed my own appointment, and then I was going to do it yesterday. Well, I got back from Austin, and I was, I was exhausted, zonked wanted to zonk out quick and I was flying today so I couldn't uh, I couldn't stay up late I couldn't take any uh, caffeine to really get me catch that second wind it was a no bueno no go no go on the caffeine there had to call it a night turn it in early and by early I mean like 11 p.m. anyway uh subscribe to this thing morning brew if you don't I do recommend it. They're not going to pay me to advertise for them, but I'll, but I'll advertise. It's like a quick five-minute read. Gives you all the, the big headlines from the previous day or what's going on in the world. And it kind of just keeps me up to speed so I don't have to get my news from social media. And by social media, I mean like Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. You know, this is like actual, it's an actual news source. Just quick little blurbs half a paragraph because as I've talked about I can I barely know how to read I struggle with it so you give me small little paragraphs I can do that 
as soon as it starts going into detail, they have like links you can follow if you want more of an uh, expanded article. I never click on them. Why waste my time? I can get all the news I want, and I'll just make a quick judgment off of two sentences. My notes are so freaking out of order. What was my... Oh, in that, it talked about the real estate market numbers. Let me see if I can find them. Bear with me real quick. It's uh, it's going to be good. I have all these pictures. I have a picture of my vaccination card. They needed that in D.C. Get this. They wouldn't let us into a restaurant, any of the restaurants, down uh, downtown in D.C. Is, a, is the mayor. By his, I guess, we give one person so much power in Washington, D.C., whoever the mayor is. It's not Cuomo, right? He's the governor. I'm gonna sound. If you're into politics and you're listening to this, I know I'm gonna sound so stupid. That's fine. I have Cuomo problem with it. I don't know who the mayor is of D.C., but uh, a big f you. And here's why: I had my vaccination card on me, in my backpack, in the hotel. It was on me when I traveled. Just in case the Air Force Base didn't see it when we landed. After that, I'm wearing civilian clothes. I'm going to walk around. Because I came from Texas. Where we acknowledge COVID's a thing. But we also just look the other way. I saw a sign today on a gas station. that said, masks are optional. And I just was like, yes they are. They should be. It should be optional. Why am I? Anyway, in D.C., not only did you have to wear a mask, whether you're vaccinated or not, but you had to show a vaccination card. And nobody told me that before I went. And so, of course, I left my vaccination card in my hotel when we went to dinner. Granted, we only went like a couple blocks away from the hotel. But, you know, it's D.C. It's cold. It's it's nighttime. We'd been flying most of the day. Everybody was hungry. We'd get there, and they literally check your vaccination card at the door. Luckily, I was able to go back and find a text um, of my vaccination card that I sent to somebody else as proof. And then I screenshotted it and showed them at the door. And then not only do they not trust your vaccination card to be truthful, they think you're going to pull an Antonio Brown and fake it. So then you have to show ID, and then they match up your vaccination card to your ID. So at that point, you know, I've been standing there for probably two or three minutes, about two feet away from this person, showing them pictures and my ID. Good chance at at that time they had caught COVID if I had it. Um, Because I pulled my mask down to show them that I was who I looked like in my ID photo and who I also say I am on my vaccination card. If you're faking a vaccination card, I mean, at that point, let them into your restaurant, too. They're going through so much effort to spend dollar bills at your place of business. Why would you not want that repeat customer? You just, you know, let them know, hey, I know your vaccination card's a little phony. Next time, you know, tighten tighten it up around the edges. Laminate it or something. Make it look a little bit more official. But it wasn't like that at one or two places of business. It was like that throughout, uh, throughout all of downtown D.C. It's just... 
Ugh, I just did not like it. No me gusta. Not one. Yeah, I just didn't like it one bit. I thought it was. Uh, I thought we we're on the back end of all this COVID stuff. I thought we we're moving past it. How many? Not to go on this COVID rant, but holy shit, people! It's a virus. I don't know if I've said this on on the podcast before. It is a virus, right? Which means we can expect that a virus is going to replicate and change. That it's going to bounce from host to host. I think of Spider-Man. And I think of uh, Venom. That's the virus. (laughs) And it bounces from host to host. And it's going to mutate as much as it needs to so that the virus stays alive. And as it mutates, we're going to call it whatever different strand, whatever flavor of the month it is, right? The Omicron, Delta, just your standard, your OG 19. It's going to keep changing. And as it changes more and more, hopefully, it's going to have, obviously, a few different symptoms because now it's mutating in a way that it still affects us, but our bodies built up the immunity to it naturally or through a vaccination, right? The same way they do the flu and they give you the flu. So I've been told, I don't read, is normally a combination of four of the most prominent flu viruses that they expect for the year, plus or minus a few, right? The COVID stuff's going to be the same shit. Can we just expect that at, at this point? If I, I'm no scientist, but that's, that has to be talked about. If people think COVID's just magically going to go away, you're wrong. Just accept that it is some type of virus that's going to stay around just in different forms, but it, it's not going to be the same as it was two years ago. We've evolved. It's evolved. It's, I don't want to say dying off, but we've become more immune to it. Is there ever going to be herd immunity? No. No. It's the dumbest fucking thing to call it herd immunity if you think that we're ever going to reach herd immunity pull your head out from your ass please do we have herd immunity with the flu no we don't it's that simple when name something name anything that we have herd immunity to and since when are we a fucking herd? I didn't get that. I want to be a flock. I'm a peacock. Let me fly. Why Why a herd? I never un- understood that. Herd immunity. Anyway, that's my, co- that's my COVID rant. So thank you, DC, for putting me, uh, as the young bucks might say, on one. Because now I'm irritated. I'm irritated that I still got to wear a mask to work. You know what? We're we're a skim ahead. We're a skim ahead. Real quick, shout out to Fifty Cent for looking like a thick mofo at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't even get through that. He was so thick. Holy smokes! Almost in a good way though. I mean, it it looked like he was bulking through the winter. Didn't realize he was going to be on the Pepsi halftime show. Until like three weeks ago. And at that point it was just too late to cut. But he looked like he was. I don't know. 50 Cent does movies now. Maybe he was acting. Maybe he's getting ready for a role. Right? 
Mark Wahlberg's always getting in shape for stuff. The Rock is always working out for movies. Maybe 50 Cent had to put on a little little sum sum. For everybody making those little 75 cent, come on. Do better. I guarantee you, as much shit as he's getting, that man grabbed the rafters, right? There's video as, who was it above him? Dr. Dre and Snoop are doing their la-da-da-da-da. Snoop Dog. As they're performing up top, 50 walks underneath, grabs up into the ceiling, right? The old raftus, hoists himself up and goes upside down. He did that. Nobody put him there. So if you're calling him fat or chubby or thick with two C's like I did, but I gave him the benefit of the D then understand that he still hoisted himself up and most people probably couldn't do that. The same people talking shit couldn't hoist themselves up on a pull-up bar and then put their uh, their legs around it, go upside down, and still uh, and still perform. I don't want, I don't want to say that it takes a lot of talent, but uh, you know, 50's back. <laughs> it was a good halftime show. I will say that. I will say that. Um, if I had to rate it, I would give it a 7. What's my scale out of? I don't know. You be the judge. I'm giving it a 7. 7 out of 10. There. Now I'm the judge. I thought it was I thought it was good. They always try to go over the top. I didn't understand the transition to Kendrick Lamar and then and then back. And then the fact that Kendrick Lamar was nowhere to be found at the end. Um, who was it? Mary J. Blige started singing that slow song. And I was like, ah. Good vibes only, Mary. Good vibes only. And uh, I don't know that song. I'm sure that all the, the 40, 50-year-old women knew it. I had no idea what she was singing. But between Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent. You can get rid of Mary J. Blige. That's not sexist. I just don't know her music. Kendrick Lamar was all right. That's who it was, right? Yeah. Seven out of ten. I just think there was so much. Uh, there's so much hype there. I wish they would have gone for longer. I think they could have. I would like to say this too. The same people that I know were dancing. And trying to rap and singing in their in their living rooms to this halftime show with Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem, right? Have you listened to some of their lyrics from back in the day? I mean, it's culture. That's for sure. I listened to it. I, I grew up on half their stuff. Love listening to that type of music. But holy smokes. You actually tune in and you listen to the lyrics. It's funny because I, I imagine I've seen the videos of the same Karens that get mad about somebody's Twitter account from five or ten years ago had no problem with these musical artists getting up on stage and rapping. Uh, I mean, they did all the, all the classic songs, right? Obviously, they didn't swear. They didn't say uh, the N-word. They bleeped that out. 
So it was it was PG to the most that they could make it for the Super Bowl. Um, most people who know their music knew what the actual lyrics were. They were probably a little disappointed or yelled them in their living room. But, you know, there's kids watching. There's kids watching. But my point is, the same Karens, they get mad about being PC and uh, want to go to social media first thing and people are getting fired left and right for saying something that's just not politically correct or they think it's out, out of line. They don't agree with it. If you don't agree with us, then you can't say anything, right? We're silencing people, this cancel culture. How fucking ironic was it that then you had these, oh man, I, I would call them probably, I would say leaders of their musical generation. There's probably a better tag to that. But y'all know what I mean, right? They were the front runners of a new industry outside of Biggie and Tupac and some of the, the early 90s. These guys took that and they ran with it into the 2000s. Obviously, you got tons of records, tons of albums and labels. I went back and listened to a song with Snoop and Dr. Dre, uh, Nate Dogg, and Eminem. And I won't even say what the lyrics discuss. That's not true. I will a little bit. I will just say this. The title of the song is Bitch Please Number Two. That's all I should have to say. That's who performed the halftime show at the Super Bowl. The same artist who have a song called Bitch Please. And at one point, they say something along the lines of... You know what? I'm not even going to say it. It's something about get down on your knees. And it's disrespectful towards women. I, I don't... I mean, I listen to the song, so... Who am I to judge? The whole the whole point of this is that you don't even have to go back to their Twitter account. You could just go back to their songs from 10, 20 years ago. And I'm I'm just it's funny to me that the NFL wants to act so progressive with the end racism and they put all these decals on the helmets and they do the pink for breast cancer. They got female coaches and female referees and all this, all this political driven nonsense. I shouldn't, it's not all nonsense, but it's, they're being political about it, right? They're clearly being political about it. There's no way anyone can, can argue that whatever side of the fence you're on, they're definitely, they have an agenda to push. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to the halftime show, suddenly everybody just gets a freaking pass. Let's bring up the artists. And like I said, I love these artists, so I'm not trying to bash them, that have talked about guns, violence, drugs, disrespecting women. I mean, curse word after curse word. I'm all about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about that music because I think it's a it's a vibe and it's a beat. Um, you know, and I'm white, so I can't really keep up with the lyrics. But 
But I just felt like it was the most ironic thing. All this progress, and then we're bringing up people from the 2000s who are saying the exact opposite of what the NFL is pushing. And nobody batted an eye. Nobody batted an eye. Everybody fucking loved it, including myself. But I just want to point that out. So if you're one of those Karens, and you're at home and you're asking yourself, am I that Karen? You are. I will remind you of that. You are that Karen. And next time that you are thinking of going to somebody's Twitter account or their YouTube page or any sort of social media to jump down their throat of something that they may or may not have said five or ten years ago, like when people got mad at Kevin Hart for making a joke and then he couldn't couldn't host the, uh, what was it, the Oscars? That that was a, ugh, don't ugh, don't get me started. I'm disgusted. That canceled culture bullshit. Just remember the Super Bowl and how fucking hypocritical you were when you're singing and dancing in your living room. Just remember it. And I digress. Hypocrites. Bitch, please the second. It's a great song. Look it up. Moving on from that. Moving on. Um, where were we at? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup should have been the MVP. Not of the Super Bowl, of the league. And I said that before on this podcast. He should have been 100%, there's not a doubt in my mind, the MVP. How can you not give it to the guy? He won the triple crown for wide receivers. I don't even know the last time that was done. Rodgers had another phenomenal year. Tom Brady, I get it, had another great year. But they're playing quarterback, and it's in a league where all they do is throw the ball these days. And you're talking about a slot wide receiver who's not 6'4", not 6'5", where he's going up over everybody with a 40-inch vertical. He doesn't run a 4'4", 4, 4, 4, I don't well, I was going to say a 4'5", maybe he runs a 4'5". He's a 5'10", 5'11", maybe not even, slot wide receiver. Everybody knows what he's going to do to you. He's so good with his route running that he burns the best corners and safeties in the league game after game after game. And at some point, I'm sick of it. The NFL and all these voters have to honor that type of greatness. Quit giving the MVP to a quarterback. It just ruins the award. It takes it away at some point. He was 100% the best wide receiver in the league this year, not a doubt. He would have probably been the best wide receiver had he not gotten hurt. Well, was it last year, two years ago? The way he came back, I'm pretty sure he had a knee injury, came back to put up insane numbers, and everybody knew what he was going to do, and they still couldn't stop him. And let's let's be fair. He had one year with Matt Stafford. That's not five or six years of, of every single day practicing with the same quarterback. He, I know exactly where he's going to throw the ball. We have our timing down. No, no, no. They came into the season fresh, both like rookies in the league, never having worked with each other, and they did that in one season. Just saying. At some point, people got to wake up and real's got to recognize real, you know, like Snoop Dogg would say. What else? Uh, I put 
Sorry, I'm reading my notes. I'm a very, very slow reader. Long pauses. I apologize for those. Yeah, so the most disappointing thing in the game, the Bengals ran right at Aaron Donald on third down. Third and one, where should we not run the ball? Fire your offensive coordinator. For that that alone, that play call is deserving of a kick in the rear end right out the front door. See ya. Third and one, and you run at Aaron Donald. You didn't run to the outside. No play action. Not a bootleg. Not a pitch, not a sweep. You ran up the fucking gut at Aaron. How? How could you be so so stupid? And then it gets worse. And at that point, Aaron Donald, he was heating up, right? NBA jam style, this man was on fire. On fourth down, you don't double team him. You drop back to pass. The offensive line who has given up the most sacks in the NFL, and if there's one man that you don't want to hit your QB on fourth down and end the game, it's Aaron Donald. And you let him go one-on-one. I don't get it. I don't get I watched it live and was just cringing. I want my $50 back. Whoever the offensive coordinator is from the Bengals now owes me $50. And I don't forget. I'm not going to accept an IOU. I want it in cash. I want it in Bitcoin. Coinbase convinced me with their commercial. Anyway, that's that's it for the Super Bowl. I'm, it was a good game. I'm glad I sat and watched it. At least that Super. I mean, the uh, the halftime show was good. The comeback for the the Rams was good. Joe was he he's gonna come back himself next year. Every time I'm on this podcast, I swear I get a the sniffles. Maybe it's because it's cold in here. I don't know. Sorry. Let me. I'm gonna blow my nose. I'm not gonna edit this either. I should have made you guys listen to that. <laughs> that would have been so rude. Valentine's Day. We are one week past Valentine's Day. And I will say this. It is by far the dumbest holiday that exists in all February. It's the dumbest holiday that also exists in all of the first half of the year. Meaning, we'll go calendar year, January to June. Find a dumber holiday than Valentine's Day. Can't think of one. Nope. Good luck. I know I went on my rant about Presence Day. Presence Day has potential. If you tuned in last week, you know the potential that Presence Day has. I think that was last week. Well, two weeks ago. Technicality. Don't get me on a technicality here. But Valentine's Day, bless its soul. You know what I learned? Bless his or her soul. If you say bless his soul, bless her soul, that's equivalent. That's the the early 1900s way of saying no offense. After you say 
bless their soul, you can basically say anything that you want. Wow. That Andrew Hill is one fucking piece of shit. Bless his soul. (laughs) Anything. As long as you're sincere about it. If you say no offense, now you're just, it's like the, the primer to the paint, right? You're about to splatter paint on somebody. You just primed them up a little bit. Hey, no offense. And then you're, you know that person's on edge at that point. They, ha- they have to be. But if you're talking about somebody else and you say, oh, bless her soul. The next thing that you say, everyone, everyone's just going to think that you're, you're being a sweetheart. Wow, that was so thoughtful. I don't know. It hit me the other day. Bless her soul. Bless his soul. It's definitely a southern thing. So it, uh, it's got to come with, like, I think it gets the benefit of the doubt because of hospitality. Because old ladies, like grandmas, say it a bunch. I'm going to start incorporating it, though. I think it'll get me out of trouble. Like when Sophia burns the dinner. I'm like, this This food is fucking atrocious. It's burnt to shit. Bless your soul. <laughs> I think I'll be off the hook. Maybe. We'll see. I'll have to give it a try. Watch. I'll get a text tomorrow. She'll have listened to this, and then she'll uh, she'll purposely burn the food. She brought She bought pizza tonight, so I got lunch tomorrow. I'm good. Bless her soul. That's all she could do was buy pizza. She knows her cooking's not that good. Just kidding. Hey, bless your soul if you're listening to this. Sorry, wifey. Be blessed. By the power invested in me in this podcast, you are now blessed with your soul. Where are we at? Oh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm putting a lot of thought into this one. I don't even know what to say about Valentine's I I don't understand what's the what's the hype? Why do people celebrate it? Hear me out here. Valentine's Day is based on an angel, right? A little baby looking angel. Sometimes they make the the Cupid a little demonic looking too. Like he knows he's setting up two people that aren't right for each other. He gets a little horns. Who pulls a bow and arrow like Robin Hood. Pulls it back and then fires it and assaults people with his arrows. Shoots them right through the heart. I brave heart. And all of a sudden they're supposed to just fall in love. And that's the root of the holiday. I don't get the meaning of that. And I don't know in my 30 years now what I'm missing. There's got to be some piece of the puzzle, some part of the story that I'm missing and not understanding. And I know I could Google this stuff or use Wikipedia, which is a great reference. If you ever have the chance to put <laughs> to put Wikipedia into a, a research paper... As far as like your your bibliography or your sources that you used, try to squeeze it in there. 
See if the teacher's really, really grading those papers. You got to do all that stuff inside in CLA or whatever the new, whatever the new format is, MLA, CLA, all that fucking tra- Who cares? I use this website. Here's the link. If you're interested, click on it. I don't care who the author is. <laughs> that was some of the dumbest shit in college and high school. And then it, you had to you had to cite it correctly, and you got graded on whether you cited it correctly. You know how many times I've used that that knowledge in my life? Zero, zero times except for right now when I'm bitching about it. Anyway, Valentine's Day. What a stupid holiday. You know what you can expect from me on Valentine's Day? Diddly fucking squat. Nothing. You ain't getting anything from me. And bless her soul, Sophia knows that. Sophia knows that she's not going to get flowers. She's not going to get candy. She's not going to get any sort of gift or present or jewelry. Because you know why? I don't get shit either. It's a two-way street, this love street that you're on. Cupid shot. Well, I don't know. Did he shoot two arrows? Maybe shot one. Maybe it is a one-way street. Who did he shoot? The guy or the girl? Did he shoot the arrow through the guy into the girl? like a metaphor for something else if you got that one kudos to you stay with me here i just don't plus i can't ever get on board with when everybody does it when every girl expects chocolate and flowers get over yourself you know when i'll give you chocolate and flowers the day before valentine's day just to spite it or the day after or, or if I really love you, I'll surprise you with it on a random day. That is way better than getting it on Valentine's Day because you expect it. It's a competition now. It's a competition mostly between women. I don't know how it, I don't know how just magically that day became about guys getting their significant other, their lady, something special. The only time that that guys get something on Valentine's Day is if you're in a somewhat new relationship. If it's like your first Valentine's Day, maybe your second Valentine's Day together, the girl kind of feels like she's obligated to to get you something. Yeah, once you're passing the third one. Sorry, fellas, you're not getting shit. The expectations continue to rise for you, while on the other hand, the lady has no expectations. She doesn't have to get you anything. She doesn't have to think about you. She just holds your feet to the fire, and you better get something good. Oh, it better be good. Because she's going to compare it to all her friends and what they got because they don't keep it a secret anymore. Oh, no, no, no. This isn't Valentine's Day where you can get some flowers and maybe they'll talk to one or two people. Jenny and Susie and... uh and Sharon from across the street, the neighbor, oh, no, it's not like that. You have social media, and they're going to post it so that everybody knows what you got them, and they're going to see what every other girl that they follow, a.k.a. probably like a 1,000 friends, they'll just keep scrolling and scrolling until they find someone else who got a better Valentine's Day gift than them, and then they'll, be, they'll still be upset. There's no winning. That's probably why I don't like Valentine's Day. I don't want to, you know, play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. There's no winning in Valentine's Day for guys. Let's just 
Just put it there. There should be. So, what I do, here's how I combat Valentine's Day. Not only do I publicly shame it, and I shame everybody who participates in it. And it's not because I'm against love. Hear me out. Don't don't judge me, people. Don't judge me like that. I'm not against love and I'm not against romance. I think it should just be practiced in a more romantic manner. Don't give in to the Hallmark holiday. You're just spending money. The chocolate's not even good. Can we Can we talk about that too? Fuck the chocolate. The chocolate that you have to buy at the store is trash. To get like the good chocolate, you have to buy, well, you usually have to buy the heart-shaped chocolate uh, container. It's probably like $15. I don't know because obviously, like I said, I don't, it's, with inflation, who knows? It probably used to be like $2. It's probably like 20 these days. And there's out of like the, the 10 or 15 chocolates in there. There's probably like two good ones. The problem is you don't know which one's good. They all look good. Nah, not all of them. There's at least two or three that look like dog shit. Literal dog shit. They probably have like the white powder on it. But most of them look good. And then you take a bite into it and it's like, it's the guy like the cherry tart. And I, if you like that stuff, you're probably single. So... Those, you people have to know what I'm talking about here. The, that box of chocolates, it's it's such trash. You're overpaying for it. Why? And then you have to fight reservations to go to this nice restaurant. You got to book them way in advance and the pressure of getting dressed up and making it there on time. But you know that you're, even though you made all these reservations, you know what's going to happen? Your lovely, significant other is going to take too long getting ready, as always. And you know what's coming. Reservations at 6.30, babe. Got to leave the house at 6. Oh, okay, I'm almost done. Almost ready. They're going to make you late to the reservation. You're going to get stressed because you're worried now that your reservation is going to fall through. They're going to give the table to somebody else. And then you're going to be standing there looking like a jackass because all the work that you just put into Valentine's Day went to shit. So next thing you know, you're looking over at your woman saying, why does it take you so long to get ready? And if you're not saying that, you're thinking that, and those negative vibes are drifting out into the universe, and guess what? She's picking them up, and she doesn't like it because today is her day. It's Valentine's Day. You have to be nice to me. Show me some love, right? It's it's all just going to come full circle on you guys. Just do what I did. Establish it early. <laughs> I think I I definitely participate in the first Valentine's because you can't lead into a relationship like that. You can't say, hey, fuck Valentine's Day. It's stupid. The girls can be like, oh, geez, he's a romantic. You just, you know, after you make it through the first one, maybe the second one, you start dropping hints like, uh, I'm never going to get you anything again on this day. That's what I did. It's working out, I think. At least I think it is. I didn't. We didn't do anything this year, and guess what? It was fine. It was absolutely fine. We just acknowledged each other's presence. Hopefully, we had a good conversation. I think we did. 
spend you know maybe watch like a Netflix show together just create a little time for each other and you just have to find ways to do that on a weekly basis if you can't do it on a daily basis depending on your schedule but to do it just on February 14th again why February 14th why not I don't know I just don't think that's uh conducive to a good relationship I don't I don't do the uh, what a waste of time for everybody who went out and celebrated Valentine's Day. I feel sorry for you. I really do. Somehow I've dodged, duck, dip, dived, and dodged the entire holiday. And uh, everybody probably is going to think I just shit on all the holidays. There's a lot of holidays I do enjoy because they have real meaning. But Valentine's Day is not one. Not a chance. What else did I write out? What else did I write here about Valentine's Day? Oh. The, yeah. The fucking, uh, the setup of, of all time. What setup, you may ask? They put Valentine's Day on the 14th. Guess what was right on the 13th this year? That's right. We talked about it. Think about it. The Super Bowl. February 14th was a Monday. The Super Bowl was the 13th, the Sunday. Talk about setting up men for absolute failure. Now, of course, I didn't have to worry about it. I got to watch the Super Bowl in peace. But for everybody else, they had to celebrate Valentine's Day on the 12th, that's Saturday. You had to wiggle yourself out of celebrating on the 13th. If you got a cool lady, then she was definitely like, hey, the Super Bowl is on the 13th. We're not we're not doing anything for Valentine's Day, right? We're going to sit home and watch the game, go to a Super Bowl party, that type of thing. Okay, yeah, I don't want to celebrate. That's when you know you got a cool one. Uh, if they made you celebrate Valentine's Day on a Monday, ugh, yikes. Pull the ejection handle. Get out of that one ASAP. Why stick around on that? Who celebrates Valentine's Day on, on the 14th? Uh, you know, granted, a reservation shouldn't be tough on a 14th, but if you can't get into your favorite restaurant on a Monday, I don't know what to say. It's, uh, you got better places to be, right? Oh, yeah. So romantic on this Monday after I left work with all these emails unread. Can't wait to go home and just get under a blanket. I just think it was the ultimate setup. And I know they didn't think about it. When the NFL went to 17 weeks this year, normally the Super Bowl falls on, like, this year it would have been the 6th, February 6th. But because they went to 17 weeks in the NFL, it pushed all the way to the 13th. One whole week. So now every year we can expect the weekend that falls before Valentine's Day. If is well, let me rephrase this. The weekend that's going to fall before Valentine's Day is always going to be Super Bowl weekend. What the fuck? Are you kidding? Guys just want that one weekend to focus on it's the last football game of the year and now the women are just taking it from from us even how? How did this happen? 
men. We basically run the NFL. We make these decisions, and we just set ourselves up for this one. And by we, I mean all of you. I have an exempt status. I am vaccinated from Valentine's Day. I have a, I have my card to prove it. Call the mayor. Let him know. I'm exempt. But for the rest of time, as long as the NFL has 17 weeks, Super Bowl Sunday will always fall right before Valentine's Day. If not, then it's going to fall on Valentine's Day weekend. If the 14th is on the weekend, you got some decisions on your hands. Good luck. Relationships will hit an all-time breaking point. Are we celebrating Valentine's Day and our love for one another? Or are we celebrating your Super Bowl party? (laughs) Just saying. You think it's not a big deal now? Wait until next year. Wait. Wait for the next five years and all of a sudden these statistics will start rolling out. And I called it. Just saying. Another one I got grilled on. I think we were talking about Valentine's Day. Part of the reason that for us we don't, outside the fact that I just find it extremely hallmarkish, and I elect to not participate, is uh, I'll run you through our December. We got Olivia's birthday. We have Christmas. We have, obviously, then you have New Year's. And then we have my birthday. And then, what am I missing? If we celebrate Valentine's Day, then we would obviously have Valentine's Day. And then we have, in March, our wedding anniversary, followed by Sophia's birthday. So in about three-ish months, there's a lot of... There's an anniversary, two birthdays, Christmas. I don't know why I said New Year's. It's just... Meh. And then to throw on Valentine's Day, and then... That's the thing. If she gets me something... For my birthday. And then a month later has to get me something for Valentine's Day. That's no fun. That's just a lot of pressure. Especially if it's literally my my birthday is what? Two weeks after Christmas. So you're going Christmas and then birthday right into Valentine's Day. And then two weeks later you got to do something for the anniversary. That's just, that's four different presents all. Ugh, why? Why? I don't need that. I don't want that. I just don't. I don't want that. That's a... Uh, that's too much pressure on, on her. Bless her soul. And she doesn't deserve that, you know? I don't need anything for Christmas. I don't need anything for my birthday. Definitely don't need anything for Valentine's Day. And uh, I don't celebrate wedding anniversaries. She doesn't know that yet. I'm dropping that right here. <laughs> we'll see if I can't just extend <laughs> Valentine's Day right into the wedding anniversary. But then on you know on, on my front, I got to get her something for Christmas. And then it'd be Valentine's Day by, and then wedding anniversary followed by her birthday. So, again, there's three, if not four different things I got to get her within three or four months. It's just too much. Too much. It's too much money, too much stress, too much of uh, what do you want type questions. I don't know what to get you, so I'm going to buy this. I hope you like it. Then I have to act like I like it, which she's a pretty good gift uh, giver. I will give her. I will give her that. But I, you know, if I want something, I'm just gonna go buy it. Normally, I'm gonna say, "Here's my need for it. Here's why I want this." And uh, I'm a big boy. I don't need you to buy me a present. 
I can handle my own. I wrote down marriage anniversary, and that was not a reminder for me to get anything. That was, oh, wedding anniversary. Women, why do you care about that? I'll wait. It's not rhetorical. I hope that someone's shouting at them at the <laughs> the radio or their headphones. Why do you care what day you got married? I just think like it's not a big deal. Like once you're married, you're married. What changes from two years, 11 months, and 30 days, and then all of a sudden, the next day you hit three years. What's the significance? To the point where you you have to celebrate it, you have to get each other something, and then, here's why I'm bringing this up. Sophia asked me, she said, in March, how many years will it have been that we've been married? And I looked at her and said, I don't know. And then I said, like, and then paused. Now, some of you may think you were in the the doghouse immediately. I was not. I have a way with words. I do. Here's why I wasn't in the doghouse. Because I looked right back at her and said, we got married on March 2nd, 2019. Boom, instantly out of the doghouse. I said, but when you ask me how long, uh, you're asking me to do math. I know the date that we got married like I know your birthday. Right? Or somebody else's, my own birthday. Right? Obviously, I know how many years old I am. But think of like, uh, think of like your parents. I always forget how old my parents are. Because they're old as balls. But I know their birthdays. And then I just do the math from there. So if someone says, how old is your dad? I walk it back. I know what year he was born. I know, obviously, a date and month. And then I just, give me a second. He's like, he's like 63, 64. I'm not actually going to do the math on the podcast. Embarrass myself. He's getting up there. And I do the same thing with my wedding anniversary. That shouldn't put me in the doghouse. I shouldn't have to have an immediate answer. Oh, I've been married uh, three years, four months, and uh, eight days. Why? What is, Dude, once you sign on the dotted line, you're signing your life away. It's a life sentence. And, uh, you know, the only way you're getting parole is with some divorce papers. That's the only, that's the only chance you're ever going to... I'm going to get killed. Yikes. And when he takes the joke too far. But yeah, I got uh I got reprimanded for not knowing the exact year of what it was gonna be in uh in March. I was like, well nineteen, so I counted my fingers and went twenty, twenty one. Yeah, it'd be three. And looked at her like, yeah, duh, it'll be three. To try to make it convincing. What's it matter? What's the difference between three and four and five and then six? You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I'm going to keep going. And then seven and then eight. What's the difference between all those? You're still married. It's 
when the longer that you count, the more that you're just like, to me, it seems like you're saying that, oh, we survived. We've been married and survived this many years as opposed to celebrating. Right. And then you, I don't know why we do this in a, in America, but we celebrate like the, the years that end in five. Oh, we have five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25. I don't know the, the reason for that. I don't know. Somebody write into the podcast. Do me a solid, please. Somebody write in. Tell me why that's important to women. Why do you care how many years that you've been married? I mean, generally, you should be able to do the math and add it up. I get that, right? But why is it something that you celebrate? And I don't mean that in a way where you can't celebrate your love for somebody. What I mean is, why do we put a price tag on our anniversary? Because it's, ooh, anniversary. We have to get each other something. You have to buy her jewelry. or Why? Someone answer that question. Why? If I'm doing what I'm supposed to as a husband, well, let's take me out of this. If somebody is doing what they're supposed to as a husband and a wife is doing what she's supposed to be doing as as a wife. And when I say supposed to, I mean the roles that we play as husband and wife in a relationship, right? Some of those are social roles um, that we can all agree upon some of them are internal to your relationship then you should be keeping each other happy and uh, let's say satisfied but that's going to be taken sexually you shouldn't depend on a uh, on an anniversary to celebrate your love in your marriage it's like a milestone but I don't understand why it's a mile it's just a day that we picked and we went in front of a judge and we signed some paperwork. That's what it means to me. I don't know. Does that mean I don't place enough meaning on it? It's just a day. What matters to me is uh, today and uh, probably tomorrow. That's that's about it. I don't know. Maybe I went, I went away from the jokes on that one, didn't I? I actually want legit feedback on that. And you can pass feedback and questions to uh, what the hill podcast at gmail.com look at that plug smooth as shit like butter nobody's written in let me let me double check i don't think anybody has told myself to check this beforehand but we'll do it live no bunch of pussies bunch of freaking pussies won't write in be a man or a woman be a woman Right in. Ask me anything. Ask me uh, for relationship advice. As you can tell, I'm really good at it. Ask me... Ask me anything. I'm an open book. Just don't hold me accountable for what I say on here. Especially with my my job and my career. That's the only thing I ask. These are my views. These are my views and my views only. And, And on that note, I will say this. I made it through I made it through about half of what I wanted to talk to or yeah talk about but I will I will come back on Sunday. You have my word. This Sunday 
you 100% have my word, I will be back. It's what we'll call a shortened week. And uh, I'll have a, a good amount of stuff to talk about. Here's some of the here's some of the things on the lineup. I want to talk about sports and a handshake line. I want to talk about Wisconsin's uh, basketball coach uh, guard. What's his first name? Point point guard uh, versus Jawan Howard in their uh, their post game when they got into a, what we're gonna call a scuffle. I want to talk about the transgender swimmer at Penn and how she won the Ivy uh, Ivy League championship this past weekend. We'll talk about the slam dunk contest. I'm still playing catch up on that one. I know. And uh, yeah, whatever else is going to come to esteem this week. Yeah, so next week we'll have a good slate. We have a good slate of topics to run through next week. Uh, I will be back on here on Sunday. Please write into the podcast. What the Hill Podcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, which I don't know anybody who listens to that, but if, you know, be the first. And maybe, again, one day I'll be up on YouTube. But uh, who would want to listen to it on YouTube? Because you, unless you're paying for. YouTube premium, which means you're paying to not have ads, you can't actually close out of YouTube and still have audio. I don't know why they don't do that. They would have so many more podcasts go to YouTube if you could listen to the audio. But maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe that's what they're trying to, to do to entice people. If they do that, though, you'll find me. You'll find me over there. I'll find a way to make it happen. Anyway, what I say? 30 minutes? Crushed it. Went an hour and 25 Hour and 25, and I still didn't make it through the to-do list. I didn't even talk about why I missed last week. Um, I will just say this. I'll leave a little teaser. I was in the ER. So tune in Sunday. I'll tell you why I was in the ER. And then uh, we'll, we'll shoot through the remainder of the list. That's the podcast for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday. See ya.